professionality that we like to do with these things. And on that yeah, note, yeah, very respectable. <laughs> and on that note, I say welcome to Geeks with Kids, the bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am your host this week, Matt Moore, and with me, as always, I have Mr. Hawk. Hey. Mr. Eric. Howdy. Mr. Steve. Hey. And a very, very special guest with us in our recording studio today. And I say studio because we're going to pretend like we're all in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Oh, we totally are. We Eric, wear your pants. In different sections. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be too close to each other. Yeah, yeah. no. It's like little cubicles all in each corner. <laughs> exactly. No eye contact with anyone. Yeah. Um, we, we have with us uh, a friend of mine who I've known for several years, who I, I've worked with on several shows. Uh, you may know him as Belch Huggins from Stephen King's It, cha- uh, it Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. We have with us Mr. Jake Sim. Jake, how are you doing, my friend? Woo! I have no complaints. Today's been a very nice day. Fantastic. It was a gorgeous day out today. Uh, for those yeah, it was really hot. It was like 29 degrees at one point, wasn't it? I, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like summer warm today, which is great. It was yeah. the first day to spend in a darkened theater telling people to do various <laughs> things. Thrust faster. Faster, I say. That actually was said more than once today. Um, I know. I've been in a show with you. Whew, you've been in this show with me. That's <laughs> true. Uh, so oh friends, my friends and listeners this week we have decided given that it is the halloween season which is the only real holiday that as far as i'm concerned matters <laughs> we thought we would collectively do a bit of a deep dive on the cinematic works of one mr stephen king which if that's the case who better to have with us than than jake since he has a a bit of an inside track on the uh i think mm. we can officially say it is one of the one of if not the biggest uh stephen king film that has ever come out of his prolific series of works mm-hmm. we passed the uh the billion dollar point a couple, a couple days ago nice. there go. So. so there you go it's proof that his franchise stuff can make a lot of money when it really really tries yeah. um, which is not a commentary on his work his work is phenomenal but there has been some unique contributions in the past which we will be diving into very shortly. <laughs> oh, um yeah classics but, uh, yeah just out of curiosity i mean i'm assuming all of us on this panel has has at least seen well obviously has seen it chapter one and two or else what are you doing here and get out of here <laughs> i'll see you no. No, no, no. um what i thought we're talking about pet cemetery all right, so yeah. the greatest movie <laughs> You're not John Lithgow? God, I dialed the wrong number. Uh, uh, we're all familiar with his, his cinematic works. He's had uh, both on film and TV for years and years, since the 70s, had works on there. So I'm assuming we're all familiar with that. So I'm just going to do a quick, a quick recap of some of his work for our loyal listeners and those that may not be as familiar with the spooky works of Mr. King. Uh, it all started in 1976 with the release of Brian De Palma's Carrie. Uh, it was followed very shortly in 1978-79 by the TV miniseries Salem's Lot. Then we nice. get into the we get into the 80s where there was a prolific <laughs> release of his stuff. Uh, 1980s uh, The Shining with Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, mm. followed in 82 by Creep Show. Oh uh, yes. And then in 1983, which was a huge year, which was in 83 was Cujo, The Dead Zone, and Christine. All oh my goodness! Whoa, that came out all in one year. Wow. Yeah, one year. Holy uh, when we hit 83, people realized that his stuff is great on screen and creepy as all get out. Uh, 1984 saw The Children of the Corn and Firestarter. Oh, cool. Um, 1985 was uh, his contribution to the film Cat's Eye, specifically the, the short story Queers Incorporated. Yes. Uh, and, and also Silver Bullet, which was an adaptation of his novella Cycle of the Werewolf. Very good. Uh, 
then 86, we have Maximum Overdrive, which is, of course, the adaptation of his short story, Trucks. Yes, his best, uh, his best work, obviously. Yes, well, I mean, that trailer is one of the best trailers ever. One of his best cameos in a film. And Stephen King is very much like... Uh, He's treated very much like Stan Lee or Hitchcock, where he like they like to have him in. His oh, work. he likes to be in his films. He's always in his films. Yeah, he likes that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him. So, '86 saw Maximum Overdrive and the critically acclaimed Stand by Me. Right. Yeah. '87 um, saw the release of Creepshow Two, which featured his short story The Raft. Right. And The Running Man, which was based off his short story The Running Man, although it was a heavily adapted mm-hmm. presentation on film. Still one of my favorite Schwarzenegger films for reasons that I don't want to get into. <laughs> I sort of want to get into them, but whatever. Uh, it's, it's, Another day. Uh, no, Richard, Richard Dawson made that movie for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, hands down. And then 1989 saw the release of Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, I love that one. Delta. Oh, good, good film. And then we get into the 90s, which is where we also see the return of Stephen King's works to, uh, to the small <laughs> screen in, in television as well. Yeah. So in 1990, we saw in theaters, we saw the release of Graveyard Shift and again, the Academy Award winning film, Misery. Mm, Wow, yes. And and on television, we saw the first of what became uh, an almost tradition of Stephen King works adapted to a miniseries, which saw the release of It for the first time on screen. Oh, yeah, 1990. 1990. 19 years ago, that movie I first remember everyone made a big deal out of that when uh, it 2017 came out because that was 27 years after. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love to... Th- I, I hope that that was planned. I doubt it was, but it's brilliant <laughs> that it was. It was talked about while we while we were filming it, the director, who is well, Andy and, and Barbara, who's the uh, producer, mm-hmm. uh, extreme Stephen King fans. Like, it, oh. both of them die hard, and this, particularly it. Yeah. And it, we were all well aware of the 27 years thing during 2016. <laughs> that's it hilarious. Was, it was a topic of discussion. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's awesome though. And that, that makes me so happy that that was, that they made it a point of acknowledging that. Cause that's, mm-hmm. a, that's such a cool coincidence. Mm-hmm. So in 1991, uh, they released, I got on television, they released this film. Sometimes they come back, which was a particularly creepy outing. If you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. It is, it's very, very nineties, but it is very creepy. Cool. Uh, let's see, 92, double checking because I'm bouncing back. 91, so yeah, 92 saw the release of the film The Lawnmower Man, which was right. based on the short story The Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Again, heavily adapted. Um, that was an interesting film. Yeah, mm. it was something. Mm-hmm. Sure, they looked like they had a lot of fun up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then 1993 saw the release of the film The Dark Half and the film Needful Things, mm. uh, both of which very, very solid outings on screen and of the release of the miniseries, the Tommy knockers. Right. Yeah. Which again, very, very cool. Very creepy. Uh, 1994 saw again uh, in cinemas, the release of the critically acclaimed, the Shawshank redemption. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time on television, saw the release of the critically acclaimed, the stand. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which again, both phenomenal pieces. If you haven't seen them, mm-hmm. those are the two I always recommend people like, I haven't seen Stephen King. What should I watch? I'm like, watch the stand. If you can get through the stand, you can get through any of his works. Cause it's, it's long, but it's beautifully done. It's amazing. Yeah. 1995 saw the cinematic release of the mangler and Dolores <laughs> Claiborne. Not my favorites personally. But no, no. No. Um, well, you know, they were based uh, both, you know, The Mangler was a short story and Dolores Claiborne was uh, a book that was actually had a companion 
that was released several years later called Gerald's Game that, that were tied in together. Wasn't right. a fan of either of those books myself. Um, let's see. And in 95 on television, we saw the miniseries adaptation of The Langoliers. Right. Uh, which featured some phenomenal uh, performances, uh, especially mm-hmm. by Bronson Pinchot, and yes. some really questionable CGI. <laughs> yeah, um, that haunts us to today. To this day, you know, I I wonder if somebody just took that and then just put their own CGI on top of it. Now, like yeah, it could it could actually it just work, like continually you know? gotten more and more distorted yeah. and yeah. yeah. The worst part was that, and like I remember watching that, going, "This CGI is horrible," and it is very close to how he described it in the book. So I'm like, yeah. I can't be mad. That's how he described it. It just doesn't look nearly as creepy as it does then you know i I think someone now could probably fix that fairly easily just overlap it with something and you know just the same kind of meatballs with teeth right yeah internet do your business do it uh 1996 saw the cinematic release of the movie thinner which again uh this i love that story for me it's begging for a remake and someone needs Mm -hmm. to redo it now with the technology we have because it will look not nearly as goofy as it did that being said, it still looked pretty good. I just design. watched. It's been on uh, AMC quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, it actually, you know, as goofy as it is, and that it still holds up visually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's just like I said, not not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, see, six. So nineteen ninety seven brings us to. Uh, it was a limited theatrical release that that picked up some steam uh, in DVD sales of the film The Night Flyer, which was adapted from his short story The Night Flyer. Right. Uh, but 1997 saw a very prolific release of TV series uh, in uh, his re- the TV version of The Shining as a miniseries. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that, that, the, yeah, that, that did happen. Try. Yeah. yeah, it was the second try that was the the closer to adaptation to the uh, the book than than Kubrick's. Right. With uh, Stephen Weber from Wind. Yeah, Stephen yeah, Weber. That was weird. That, <laughs> that was weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. There was also the TV release of, of Trucks, which was a remake of Maximum Overdrive. Well, the same material, just a redo. Not, yeah. not yeah. great if you have I just can't imagine game. that. Yeah, I'm going to have to compare these two movies because, I mean, that movie is not remakeable, really. It's I mean, like Maximum comparing, Overdrive. Yeah, just, it's comparing apples and poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you only want to consume one, and it's the first one. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. You lost me there, 19- but go on. In 1997, also released Quicksilver Highway, as a, which is a wonderful miniseries based on mm. uh, a series that he had. Mm. So yeah, it's a, a lot of his works. 1998 saw the the critically I don't want to say lauded, but it was definitely controversial film Apt Pupil. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I quite enjoyed that movie. Uh, yeah. Starring yeah, very, 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 very terrifying Surian McKellen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, he uh-huh. sold that. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. 1998 and 1998 actually saw in India the release of the movie Woe, a W O H, which is uh, the, an adaptation again of uh, it. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's an a, Indian it's, version of it. it. It is, and it is, it, it it is very very creepy at times. They definitely there's some some stuff that there was definitely influenced by the 1990 release. And it does its own thing as well, too. It is definitely, if you can find it online, hmm. give it a look. It's definitely worth checking out. It's very, yeah, good. I didn't even know that existed. It's, uh, it, I had to go searching for it for a long time to find it. And it's, it's worth looking for, but it's definitely very creepy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then to close out the 90s in 1999, again, the, uh, the critically acclaimed The Green Mile. Right. With Tom Hanks. And what do we think of that movie? <laughs> 
Uh, I, I, I love that movie. I was yeah. a huge fan of the books when they came out. Uh, I, I actually read them when they were still serialized. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely loved the books. Uh, I thought the movie was a really, really solid adaptation of those books. Picking like They picked the really good key moments out of the books and were able to portray them for better or worse because and the, the performances are really what sold it in that you know, yeah the, yeah introduce the world to sam rockwell yeah and michael clark duncan yes yeah, yeah. who is a giant man i met him once in Niagara he was. Falls. Yeah, and he was legitimately a giant man yeah his shadow like just overtook me i was like what the <laughs> hell i can imagine <laughs> Plus, he I was, love that movie. He yeah. was a big teddy bear from what, like, when I met him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd expect him to be like, you know, intimidating, but nope, mm-hmm. not at all. Not at all. When you're that tall, you don't need to try it intimidating. You can just yeah, it's true. be. Yeah, that's it's pretty big. much it's, that's, that's your stick at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we enter into the 2000s, into the new millennium. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me just go back to my notes. So in 2001, we saw the release of the critically questionable Hearts in Atlantis. Hmm. Uh, which was based off the book. I know I've seen it, but it didn't make an impact. It was, uh, it was Anthony Hopkins did a great job. It was the, the, the movie was based off a short story and they turned it into a very long film, which did not really need to get turned into a film. That's, that's just me. Uh, it, it was beautiful, visually a beautiful film, just not of all the material to draw from, not what I would have picked myself. Yeah. I don't even know this one. I completely, completely missed that one. Yeah. So in 2002, we saw the we see the release of the remake, the television remake of Stephen King's Carrie. Oh yes, uh, yeah, television again, remake. Yeah, yeah, it was not uh, was not spectacular. Definitely tried to stick closer to the source material, but when you're doing that for television, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also saw in 2002 the uh, the first airing of the miniseries uh, The Dead Zone, Stephen King's right. Dead Zone, which ran from 2002 to 2007. I had a long run. And then 2003 saw the cinematic release of Dreamcatcher. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I saw that one. I, I saw uh, it for Jason Lee. <laughs> it, the movie itself does the best job it can with uh, a book, book material that is not great. Yeah, that's fair. I, I read the book. And the, and the weird part about the book is the book is kind of a spiritual sequel to it. Hmm. Because they do, yeah, I can see up, that. They, the movie ends up with them all going to Derry, and when they arrive in Derry, on the sign that says "Welcome to Derry," someone has scrawled over in what the character at the time thinks and hopes is red paint, Pennywise lives. Yeah, um, hmm. which was you know again for people that reading the book that hadn't read any of his other works, had no idea what that was. People that read that went, "Wait, hold on, wait, Pen- Pennywise? What? What?" And no, no mention of it other than that one line. Nice. Is that one? Just that That's one little strange. throwaway gag, which was like, cool, but what are you getting at, Stephen King? You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Stephen King, you're so crazy. <laughs> and then we get to 2004, which saw the re- cinematic release of the movie Secret Window, based off, of, of course, the short story Secret Window, Secret Garden, starring Johnny Depp, which I don't know if anyone has seen. No. No, yeah. I never did. Uh, John DeToro too. So yeah, that uh, that it's it's interesting. I will, yeah. I will give you that. It's in, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, also saw the cinematic re- uh, limited release of the film Riding the Bullet, hmm. which again I, I personally haven't seen. I didn't even know that had been made, but it was also like I said a very limited theatrical release. Yeah. 
And uh, 2004 also saw the the first uh, television remake of Salem's Lot, mm, okay. which I did see, and <clears throat> that was that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get uh, a bit of a hiatus uh, cinematically. Uh, in 2006, uh, television also saw the release of the miniseries Desperation, which was based off, uh, I believe it was the Stephen King book, Des- Desperation, and not the uh, Richard Bachman book, Desperation. I can't remember which one he wrote. Uh, hmm. That reminds me, I think you missed a movie in that from the 90s. Did I? Did the, dark ha- the Dark Half. No, no, I said The Dark Half. Did you? Yeah, 93. Uh, dark Half it? and Needful Things were both 93. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I, I only heard Needful Things there's, from that part. Th- there's a lot. The, 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 yeah. the, the 80s and 90s, there was a lot of material. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. Uh, 2006 also saw the uh, the release of the television uh, miniseries, sort of a, I'm trying to kind of think of a better way to describe it. It was a short series, uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, which are all based off several of his short stories as well as other authors. I, I actually found the series. It's very cool. It's very Tales from the Crypt-esque. Hmm. Where it's uh, episodic, no real direct ties in together, but very cool to watch nonetheless. Neat. Uh, 2007. <laughs> 2007 brought uh, a staggering return uh, in the cinematic world. Uh, it saw the release of the film 1408. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It was starring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Which I, I like that movie. I like the movie, especially I'd read the short story and I was like, okay, it's all right. Not great. And then I saw the movie. I'm like, this is the movie. One of the few times where the movie was, I felt way better than the book. Mm, I agree with that. Uh, it also saw the release of the definitely acclaimed movie, the mist. Oh, right. such a good movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Great movie, phenomenal performances. And one of the biggest twist downer endings I've ever seen in the film. <laughs> yeah. And that was brutal. Yeah. 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 Didn't, didn't Stephen King say that, that film's ending was better than the one he writ- like yes. he had written. Yes, yeah, he did. That's I mean, incredible. He, was, he went on record as saying that, that 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 ending was better than anything he could have come up with, and it was the best thing he'd ever seen and done with his work. Mm-hmm. Right, Darabont. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was the movie where I remember seeing a sequence where someone was painting a picture, and then you realize that he's they're painting the cover of one of the Dark Tower novels, and I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, please bring this to movies. And then they brought yep. it to movies. And, and then they listened we'll to, to you that. and look what you did. <laughs> uh, uh, 2007 also saw the release of another uh, film produced in India called No Smoking, which is, again, another adaptation of his short story, Quitters Incorporated. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Did not know that movie existed until I was doing the research on this, which is kind mm. of but interesting. I'm willing to, I want to take a look at that, actually, because that's one of my favorite short stories of his. Hmm. Um, not just because I am a prolific smoker, but also because it's a, well, it was... Oh, it was great. I'm a fan of a lot of his early uh, short stories. Like when he was a lot younger, they were really, really dark and edgy. And have when there was a lot more coke. Well, I'm not going to speak to that one way or another, but uh, there's definitely <laughs> a, lot, a lot. When he didn't have the same pressure to crank out material, I find that he really was able to to latch onto some really, really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, and then 2009 uh, saw the the limited theatrical release of Dolan's Cadillac. Right as well as the TV release of the remake of Children of the Corn. Oh, cool. Um, and again, in my opinion, the Children of the Corn TV remake, way creepier than the original movie. Really? Oh, I never saw that one. Because and it's because they, it was prescri- subscribing to the... It was, I believe it was an AMC uh, film. I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like it was AMC. Um, 
because they couldn't show as much gore as they could in a, in a movie, they had to rely on more on atmosphere, which is what made mm. that story work great in the first place. Right. Anchor Bay Entertainment. It was an Anchor Bay? Okay. And now we're into the 2010s. Oof. Where again, we see a lull. We see a big lull in cinematic releases. See, 2010 saw the premiere of the series Haven, uh, which ran from 2010 to 2015. I like that show a lot. Yeah, I was a big fan of that show as well, too. 2011 saw the, uh, the the TV release of Bag of Bones, which was a cool little miniseries. A ser- again, a series of short stories. Very, very cool. And then <laughs> 2013 yeah. saw the premiere of Under the Dome. All right. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Which ran so much potential. It yeah. Ran, yeah, it ran from 2015 to 20... Or 2013 to 2015. And I agree, it had a lot of potential and it just... Um, no, uh, but here's the thing, though. So is that based on a work that he had done in the past, or was that something he was doing for the show? No, he actually he wrote the book. Wrote the novel, uh, yeah. the okay. novel was written in the late uh, thousands, and then they they decided to, okay. to right. televise yeah. it. And it yeah, it of, it was like a shell of the book. Yeah, it it, it, it was not. It was so sad. Yeah, yeah. They tried to make it more like Lost. Yeah, sure. they really didn't need to do that because Lost, Lost had yeah. just finished, I think. So they yeah, wanted to was, add another thing to that network. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, see, 2014 saw the Big Driver. Yeah, it was Big Driver. Yeah, wasn't that was the TV was the TV series Big Driver, which I did not watch. Do not know much about. It's a lifetime movie. You're not going to want to watch it. I, I <laughs> think that was the case. It's good to see you guys are all reading along with the same list as I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I got to keep it up, right? <laughs> that's fair. 2014 also saw the cinematic release of uh, Mercy, which is again based off one of his short stories, which was a decent film, not spectacular, but not horrible. We missed 2013's Carrie. No, I said that. Did you? I walked away, or I listened. I wasn't that's listening. Okay. It was all right. Yeah. I, oh no! You know what? I sorry. I take it back. Mm. I skipped Carrie because it was the third cinematic release. I, I was looking at the TV one and thought I'd already said it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it had Hit Girl in it, so you I, know. I forgot yes. that it, you know, starring Chloe Grace Moritz as uh, Carrie White. Yeah. Um, apologies for that error in timeline. <laughs> I think I tried to put it out of my memory. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it was. No. It wasn't any Carrie too. But I mean, like. <laughs> but, but to be fair, that then brings us to 2016 with the the excruciatingly limited and then delegated to streaming services cinematic release of Cell. Yeah, never saw that. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, don't, Owen don't. was in that. Oh, was he? The yeah, the, the the guy who played um that's that's one with Sam Jackson, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, Owen who played Hawkstetter, he was in that as well. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it just, it, the, the story wasn't good to begin with, and they they were definitely working with budget constraints on that film, and it just did not come out the way it, it could or should have. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, 2016 also saw the TV release of 112263. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. A very cool series, very cool book. I definitely recommend giving it a read. It's really weird seeing a bunch of that filmed around the corner from me. <laughs> so I know. Right? I'm just like, I'm walking by where that diner is. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then 2017 saw a, a resurgence in cinematic releases for Stephen King works. It saw the release of The Dark Tower. Yeah. Uh, mm. It also saw the Netflix release of Gerald's Game. Mm. Which is not, not a bad adaptation, all things considered, of, mm-hmm. of that material. 
Right. I also saw the release of 1922, which again, it's uh, I believe that's on Netflix right now. I do recommend watching it if you have a chance. A good movie. That movie yeah. is creepy as crap. Yeah. And it also saw the cinematic release of Andy Muschietti's It, Chapter mm-hmm. One. What? 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 Yep. what? Uh, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Uh, 2017 also saw the uh, the Netflix release of the uh, serialized The Mist. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I watched it. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was an interesting concept. Uh, I was a bigger fan of of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. they changed they changed a lot of the story for it, and you know, yeah. especially regarding the mist itself and that what it was actually was exactly. and what it could actually do. You know, exactly. And, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, 2017 also saw the premiere of the series Mr. Mercedes, which mm. again is a very cool series. I definitely recommend watching. Uh, and then uh, let me see, there was uh, 2018 saw the, the television uh, premiere of the show Castle Rock. Yeah, which again, very it's uh, you know, <laughs> such based, a cool show based off the off the town and a bunch of different Stephen King characters. It's the Stephen King equivalent. I always look at of kind of like Once Upon a Time. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's accurate. Fair. Yeah, that's way to describe it. <laughs> the dark version of Once Upon a Time. That's so weird and so accurate. Yeah. And then uh, that brings us to 2019, this year, where we saw the release of the remake of the movie Pet Cemetery. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, again, a lot of potential that they just didn't see through. Mm-hmm. It also saw the release of It Chapter Two. Yes, the continuation of 2017's It Chapter One. So good. Mm-hmm. You must always follow one. <laughs> right. Alrighty. Which then brings us to our special guest of today. Mm-hmm. As much as it's cool to just hang out with us and talk some some cinematic nonsense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got business to attend to because there's a one one of the five four, five people talking right now knows more about this movie than any of us because he's <laughs> worked on it. That's Mr. Jake Sim. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. And this this is this is a treat for me to talk to you about this because I remember when I remember back when we were talking about this when you were talking about how you had oh uh, yeah you freaked you were, out oh, is, yeah because I, I yeah cause you were talking about yeah I got this audition I was like oh what's it for. I was like, oh, it's this movie. It's a Stephen King thing. I was like, I'm listening. I, <laughs> I knew that they were, they were casting it. So I'm like, I'm listening. You're like, oh, it's, uh, it's it. I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, and you're like, I can't really talk about that, it. I'm yeah, like, that well, was at HGI. I had, like, that was, we, were doing, we were in the middle of the audition. Office. Yeah. Yeah, that was just for the audition. You freaked out. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. I was, I I was that. stoked that you had the audition. And then I remember you telling yeah, me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I like, remember Yo. being excited to tell you, you and Dustin. I remember being I tell you guys when I got her. I remember you guys can shit yeah. your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin was excited for you. I was excited because I'm like, that's dope because I know that character. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, I remember that very distinctly when we were sitting in the lobby of HGI, Hamilton Theater, mm. where I do a lot of theater. Go check out plays there. Woo, cheap plug. Um, yeah. <laughs> And we were talking about that. And I remember you told me you'd landed. I'm like, that's amazing. Like, you have to read the book. You're like, I'm already reading it. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, that, 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 that book took me a while to get through. But yeah. I, I, yeah. it's a big book. That's thick. It's happy. It's happy. I, I remember I saying, like, you're going to love this. You're going to hate your character, but you're going to love this book. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, why? I'm like, just wait for it. And then I remember you're like, I got to the part. I was like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was that was very. I was I was excited for you, which was you know, 
So I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. even involved in this, but that's awesome. I'm going to see you on the big screen. Because I was really excited. I was stoked <laughs> for that movie. Um, so yeah, that's which brings me to the, you know, the we've like kind of dove into it. So you got to enter the Stephen King universe in all its, yeah, all its yeah, guts and glory, which I mean, must have, I mean, I can't only imagine how crazy that was, especially because they shot the majority of that up in and around, you know, Southern Ontario. Yeah. hundred percent of it. hundred percent. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I didn't know I it was believe, out here. Yeah. I don't, I mean, there are, there's a chance that they did some, uh, pickup stuff in America. I don't, I don't yeah. think they did. Cause I know when they did the reshoots, they came back here and I hung out with them. From my knowledge, it was all, it was all done in here. I know all the town stuff is hundred percent Port Hope. Yeah. Cool. Uh, everything in the sewers, everything that they actually, um, I, I don't know if you guys, I don't, there's, um, you might be able to Google it or whatever and see it, but we, they, uh, Andy insisted to get the good shots and stuff. They built a sewer cistern in wow. this, in Pinewood, uh, in Toronto. It was a massive, That's you guys, crazy. It was, like it's the size of, like they were in 10 foot pipes. Like it was wow. Wow. Was, wow. Was but it crazy. was huge. I couldn't, and that was real water, everything. I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. It was amazing. Cool. Dang, that's crazy. It's really cool to see. It's really cool. Oh man, like that's cool. Well, I had heard that I knew that they had built some stuff uh, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they built the whole system. That's intense. Yeah. That's intense and crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah, that's an amazing set because I thought that was a real location. That's yeah, really, same. Oh, yeah. I know. And of course, I got. I have to ask about this. What was it like shooting the what has become my personally what I like to call one of the most memeable parts of that movie, the Rock War? You know what's funny? <laughs> that part with yeah. you know the slow mo with me. Yeah. Um, that was uh, a reshoot. Huh. Uh, this is really cool because that reshoot, the day that we were filming at, was the day that the trailer for it one dropped. Oh wow! Oh, really? so, to Ooh. be with Andy, working with Andy on the day that like, and obviously, I mean, not to sound like a, whatever, but like it, it was, it was big. Like it was, oh, it was massive. That that yeah, trailer launched and blew up. Just, yeah. like, the internet exploded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It did. It really did. And just like seeing like just the joy on Andy's yeah. face, I and mean, he's like he was like a little kid. Yeah. So that wow. was cool. But um. The we, I actually I actually spent three days filming because we filmed the initial Rock War, and then I don't think yeah. Andy loved how it came out. I don't think he quite had the vibe he wanted. I think he wanted yeah. I think he wanted a bit more of um a bit more of a coming together, like a, a more of a victory for the losers, less of right. a fighting back, defending, more right. of like a come together victory. Right. So mm. we reshot it. And I, I made a mistake because it was my, I knew it was my last day on set. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, and then they, they had us, they were very serious with the continuity. Like we were wearing like tidy whiteies. Like they had it down to a peg. They didn't want to make any mistakes. So yeah. for my last day, I was like, screw it. And I wore these like neon underwear. <laughs> uh, just, just not, 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 not to be like, but just cause I was like, they're comfy, whatever. Yeah. And, um, my shirt kept riding up while we were throwing the rocks. So oh I no. no. I got in trouble for that. But, <laughs> um, it, it was actually really fun. Andy, um, it, this was great. When we were doing it. We got little to no direction for that because he said was- we had just all like hundreds of these foam rocks they made us. Wow. And they okay. said, just go for it. And, and it, obviously, Andy was yelling out, fight back, fight back, you know, get the dude, whatever I want. He yeah. wanted Logan to fall at a certain time and me to fall at a certain time, but he would just yeah. yell it. He didn't want, like, 
coordinated in a way yeah. where it was timed. He wanted it all very natural because these kids, he wanted the kids to do something different each time. Right. He wanted them to capture a real, he didn't want anything of the losers to be uh, scripted. He, cause those kids yeah. were also just coming together and right. he was great mm-hmm. helping them come together. That that was all very, so that was a really cool scene to do. Yeah. Cool. Obviously it's a pretty important scene to film. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. It really comes across. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah, like yeah, it solidified them as a group because that's when Mike joins it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah with that. Absolutely. And that was a tough thing to do because that was like we had to, we were pushing Chosen's face in that meet. Like that was all, yeah. he, 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 he took one for the team on that one. That was gross. <laughs> that was gross. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, you had the, the, the wonderful disadvantage of being one of the, the sort of the, the secondary villains in the movie. I mean, you have Pennywise, mm-hmm. which is the primary, mm-hmm. but then you have the Bowers gang, which are definitely serious antagonists for most of that film. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the reality of it for, for me anyway, why I liked it so much is that I think, you know, obviously Pennywise is the, the villain, like yeah. the, that's who we're scared of. Yeah. But I think the Bowers gang real purpose for me anyway, at least is to really help the losers come together. Sure. And yeah. That yeah. was cause you know, they did it against Pennywise, but I felt like, I felt like in the story, at least, a lot of it, um, and I thought Andy did a great job, was um, they, uh, the P- Pennywise came after them individually, right? Mm-hmm. And so then, and the Bowers gang did the same thing, and by teaming up to take on the Bowers gang, I feel like that might have given them confidence to, yeah. you know, in the, you know, the teamwork, whatever else was built to go after. So it all, it, it, it all pieces together very, very nicely, and it, it is cool to... Mm-hmm. It, it is. It was. It was. Andy was. He was important. He wanted. He, he wanted. Like these guys aren't just like regular villains. Like this town is. That's a big part of the book, right? It's the town. Yes, yeah. exactly. So was, yeah. So he really wanted people to hate us. He didn't want like you know kind of cheesy kind of. He wanted. Right. No, you, you had to make you guys. And I mean, especially like all of like all of us collectively, we all grew up in and around the '80s, and we all knew guys that were like that. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Well, we, all, we also knew uh, another Stephen King story that paralleled that kind of same dynamic. Uh, stand by. Yeah. 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 Stand by. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. King seems to be a, a big fan of bullies roving in groups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that is definitely a, a recurring theme. Mm-hmm. That's sort of how it was in the eighties. I don't know if you remember that. It, it was. Worked. Yeah, yeah. Very much was. Everyone the bike gangs were a thing. The, bike the bicycle. Gang. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twelve dollars. Um, and I got to talk about it because again, it was the one I remember you would, I'd asked you about this specifically because I said, I was a huge fan of the book. I remember asking you, I said, so dude, when you got to the end, the end of the children's bit in the book, I said, so dude, what are they going to do? What happens? Cause very famously in the, in the book, when Bowers and his gang go follow the losers into the, the they follow the losers into the sewer, mm-hmm. uh, the Bowers gang encounters uh, Pennywise before the losers do. And unfortunately several of the gang meet a very, very tragic demise. Specifically, Belch's character gets his head knocked off his shoulders by the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remembered asking, I said, so dude, you got to tell me, without telling me what happens at the end, with the end with you guys. And you said, and I remember you saying, they had to fit me for a prosthetic. And I was like, shut up. That's all I care <gasps> about. <laughs> and then I watched the movie and I was like, but, 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 and then you, you, I remember you saying, watch the DVD. And I watched the DVD. I'm like, why didn't they show the scene? <laughs> yeah, it, 
It, you know what? Oh. It was, I, I remember Andy felt, because Andy was, he loves blood. Like, I don't know if you yeah. guys noticed. But oh, wow. <laughs> he loves the blood. And so he, he had us, and you can, if, you, if you freeze frame it, you can, it's cool. It's the, at least in my neck, it's, mm-hmm. they fitted, it's the Pennywise smile. Oh, oh. Okay. I thought I clocked that. That's so cool. Yeah, but uh, the, at the end of the day is, it, um, it took away, that, that scene, if they kept it in, it took away the surprise of Bowers hitting Mike at the top of the well, because mm. you would have known he was there. Right, so I think right. that was the reasoning behind, um, behind the subtraction mm. of that particular scene from the film. Oh, that's, uh, that's fair, I it guess. It still was so upsetting to me, because I was like, but what happened to Belch? <laughs> yeah, mean, and, yeah. And Victor and Chris as well, too. But what happened to Belch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she had that great bit in the Rock War. So I'm like, well, I want to mm-hmm. see more. Not just because I know him, I want to <laughs> see more. Um, which then brings, and of course that brings us to, you know, uh, It Chapter 2. Where you actually you got again got the the chance to go back and revisit the role a few years after, mm-hmm. which uh, again for me blew me away. I love the fact that they kind of brought everyone back to reshoot uh, material that and and in some cases had to go out of their way to digitally de-age yeah some of the performers because they'd aged out a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Finn's a good four inches taller than me now too. Oh yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. So that was a little yeah. weird doing the same thing, but uh, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta look. You gotta look down because they're gonna shrink him down eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's weird to do. It was yeah. it was trippy. It was weird. But yeah, no, that was uh, it was very cool Neat. to see because it's very rare that people get a chance to kind of go back and revisit a character, <laughs> even in the yeah, past. yeah. It, was, it, it was, was a very cool scene to see you guys all back together. Like literally, all of the kids came back together mm-hmm. to, do that, to mm-hmm. do that, which was very neat. Yeah, that that was an interesting experience, especially considering that was such a like a heavy emotional moment in the film, right? Right. And yeah. that was and that was strange because in the previous film, you know, all of our scenes were very much just you know we want to we want to like get angry at these guys. We want to give like don't even want, want the losers to just get like you know want to fight back, want to punch these guys. Yeah. It went from a want to punch these guys in the face, yeah, to a like oh like these are this is just yeah cruel you know like emotionally not like because it's uh, physically you can kind of it's pretty easy to go bop bop you know oh dickhead whatever yeah but they really wanted a they wanted a deep-rooted hurt yeah so that we we were there was a bit more seriousness on that day so that was interesting to do Mm. well and it was yeah and again it was uh it was interesting and i'll I'll put a, a half spoiler alert on this section for those that have not seen it, chapter two yet, it's a half spoiler. Uh, only because I found it very interesting that they—I don't want to say added something, but they definitely pursued something that had never really been addressed in the source material with concerns to the character of Richie. Yeah, let's yeah. say yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it was one of those. I mean, I know that uh, there's, there's been a lot of interviews about this, so we don't need to rehash all that. But it was definitely something that had been hinted at and alluded to in the book without giving it any kind of an overtone and that that yeah no it definitely wasn't highlighted in the novel at all um but it it, it created a very kind of almost beautiful counterpoint to the brutality of the opening of the movie to have this sort of yeah acceptance of self let's say at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah somebody who grew up grew up in that era and didn't didn't feel that acceptance but then you know, to come yeah. to that, that, that point, you know, in their own life. To work through all that. Yeah. So that was, that was very, very cool to see that. And it was dealt with a way that wasn't heavy handed either. Cause it could yeah. very easily become very heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with that. 
so that was kind of that was very cool to see that you know you can kind of put you know, and it was the guy. I remember I got into a debate with some friends of mine after we saw it because they're like, oh, you know, they're because they were like, I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're like, it's 2019. Why is it even an issue? I'm like, because it's still an issue for some people. Yeah, for a lot of like, people. Like, just because it's generally accepted doesn't mean that everyone's going to be able to accept it. And so I think in this context, yeah, but I think in this context, especially because the kids are supposed to have lived in that time where it wasn't you know, accept yeah. it. That's yeah. the more important fact, mm-hmm. right? Cause in, in this, in this respect, it's more of a historical sort of mm-hmm. reflection. You know, it's Absolutely. not, not just for our benefit. It's, it's for, you know, you know, acknowledging that people who lived through that era, you know, had other things that uh, were attached to them, you know, not yeah. just, you know, horrible monsters, you know, <laughs> exactly. other kinds of societal issues yeah. too. Yeah. And a lot of those issues are still apparent yes. in smaller towns around. Oh, sure. Canada and the States. Right. So you, like mm-hmm. being in a smaller town, like I live in a smaller town and I know some, some of that mentality is still there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was very good. Cause I was, I was sorry. I, I wanted to talk about that. Cause I was one of those things I thought was really cool. It does tie in kind of directly with the sequence that you shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was very good. It was kind of, it was very kind of cool. So, I mean, we've kind of talked about, we talked around that. I mean, clearly you, know, you we've talked about this you had a blast doing that movie uh, it definitely looked like you know just from hearing everyone talk about it and watching it you could tell you guys were literally loving the fact that you were working on that yeah because um, it looked like it was a blast of a blast and a half you guys yeah. had on that film which is phenomenal especially when you're working with some really 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 dark material and a really 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 terrifying actor in bill skarsgård yeah yeah. Oh, he's, he's something else. Yes. And you know what? It's funny too, because he's a, he's like a goof, like a goofball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. um, oh, yeah. You know, like this, this is kind of funny. I, and I, I haven't heard this story in about a year and a half, so I might mess out a detail or two, but this is the gist of it. Um, the scene after, right. I'm, it's the, from the first one, the, the vote, you know, when he does the whole walk yeah. towards back thing. Yeah. Right. So Jack told Bill before, like, like, go for it. Like, dude, I, I got this. Like, go yeah. creepy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Bill went for it. And he was trying to feel like Jack started crying his eyes out. Oh. Just Jack's phenomenal. He's a great actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and he just, just freaked out, was cr- like having like a full on Eddie Casper panic attack. And Bill thought that he like, because gen- at this time, Jack's at 12, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So. Bill thought that he genuinely like scarred this child. <laughs> and so Andy called cut and Jack, who I don't know if you guys see interviews or anything, but this kid's nuts. Like he's, yeah. his, his mind works at a million beats per second. He's just gifted like that. You yeah. know, he's got that Stephen, 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 Steve Martin, Robin Williams. He's got that, mm. that yeah. whatever it is, you know? Mm. And so they called cut and Bill was like, you okay, man? Like, you sure? And Jack just went, yeah, man. I love your shit you're doing. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bill was like, what? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's it's like a 12 year old kid crying his eyes and just doing the, Bill Hader had told the story on Conan that about, you know, um, hanging out with uh, Bill uh, on set, kind of joking around and not asking him questions and was asking him about the trick with the eyes. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. he thought, Oh, it's like, well, how, at what point did they insert the CGI into that? You know, ask him questions about the CGI and Bill was like, Oh, you mean this? And then flipped. Yeah, he did it. Back, yeah. Completely freaked him out. <laughs> Andy said during the first filming, I think he was just talking in conversation with Bill, 
And uh, he was talking about he wanted to do that. And it would cost, you know, however many millions in CGI doing it. And Bill could just, and he just got lucky. Like, Bill could just do it. That's awesome. One of his many skills. <laughs> horrifying. It is horrifying. It's, it's freaky. I mean, talk about being born for a role at that point in time. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. wow. Like, he Whoa. killed it. He killed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. That was just, yeah, from start to finish, it was a phenomenal, I mean, I think we can collectively say phenomenal pair of films. Yep. Yes. Back to back. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, I I wouldn't be doing my due diligence as a as a podcaster if I didn't ask. I'm sure you we've all heard about the rumored supercut of it. yes. <laughs> supercut. Yeah, I love the smile. <laughs> I don't know if you can say anything about about a supercut. I I personally would love to see one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think we all would. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be amazing to see. And I've I've you know the rumors fly around where they're going to do a cinematic release they're going to do a, a streaming release either or i think i i'm i'm very excited in whatever capacity uh they're able to if they are able to able to release that that film spliced all together start to finish i think it'll be phenomenal um, okay let me let me think of the right way to phrase this because um, <laughs> i certainly can't say anything like legitimate Obviously, no, you, could, you couldn't officially no. go on the record as having said anything that you may or may not have ever possibly heard. Yeah, what I can say is that there is a lot of footage for that film. Yeah, uh, there was. I can't. I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Amongst the cast, at least, mm-hmm. there was heavy discussion of whether a second and third part were warranted. There is. I think at one point Andy had over four and a half hours of footage. Wow! Like wow. lots of stuff, uh, yeah. and it all got it had to get cut. And you, we still what two hours fifty? I think was the final. Yeah, yeah. two fifty for chapter two. Yeah. So what I what I am quite certain I can say is that there is a lot of footage out there that <laughs> is not that was not the final cut, like with every film. But whatever film, yeah. safe side with that one. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, no, like I said, I've heard. You know, there's been a lot of interviews where Andy himself has said he'd love to do a supercut in some way, shape, or form of this. Yeah, he he wanted in, what got cut from the film made sense, and, and oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and because obviously you can't have you know you can't have like a gum of the wind that's kind of it's just too long for a theater. Right? Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not quite. Yeah, we're not quite ready as a society yet for that. For yet, we're getting close, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And but he, because he loves like he loves 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 this story like it's his Absolutely. it's in yeah. his heart. But he um yeah there is <laughs> there is a lot of footage that we were at first when we when we heard the first cut was that long we were like oh yeah. my god yeah. what <laughs> cut from this thing <laughs> figured it out we figured it out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's that's very cool. I could totally see it as uh, going to Netflix for like say a six episode, one hour each run. Mm -hmm. Wow, that'd That'd be crazy. I mean, I could sincerely see them just literally releasing whether they do a theatrical or just a a Blu-ray release of the supercut. Yeah, and and if if yeah, for whatever reason, like as long as they release all the scenes, you know, in some capacity on disc format, someone will make the supercut. You know, that's just it. Someone, yeah, someone probably put it together. Yeah, I'm sure one. Once they release chapter two, people will start doing the the the, uh, the book the yep. book splice on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you, once you have the pieces, you can put the piece. You know, once you have the other half of the puzzle, you can put the pieces together really easily. Mm-hmm. So if people are going to do it anyways, it makes you know why not let Andy just 
let Andy do it. He's got all the footage. He can make it look real nice. <laughs> yeah, he has the technology. The man knows what he's doing. Clearly, he knows oh, what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now, now I know I've talked an exorbitant length at this point in time. I'm going to open it up to the other gentlemen. If you guys have stuff you want to talk about, bring up, ask questions of, because otherwise I'm just going to keep talking for hours and hours because, you know, I, I dig talking with Jake. He's good. At, he's good at what he does. Well, I, I got a question for Jake. How did the audition come about for you? So if I'm being honest, luck. Um, our dollar is not the best in Canada currently. Mm-hmm. So American Productions, it's financially beneficial for them to film in Canada. And I'm under the impression... Now, I don't think this is... I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I've always been told from people is that if you're a foreign crew working in... Like, if you're an American crew working in Canada, there has to be a certain amount of local talent. Yeah, that is yeah, true. that's true. Yeah. On the... So that's always what I heard. And... I um, it's part of our CanCon laws, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's part of the deal where they, you know, any American production can come up here, but they have to hire a person. I think it's... Uh, don't quote me. I think the number is... Uh, it's 35%. Yeah, which uh, makes our, sense. Our total cast and crew have to be... Yeah. Local. Yeah. Local. What's funny is, is that the... So I did that, and then I guess they liked how I looked or whatever, and I got the call back. And the callback of that audition actually is the only time I've ever walked, my whole life, ever walked out of an audition and said, okay, I got that. Wow. And um, we did it, and it was the kissing bridge scene. Oh, okay. And Andy was in there. Him and Barbara were there. Mm -hmm. And he made me do it, or asked me to do it, I should say. Three different ways. Mm -hmm. He wanted my first take. He wanted a kind of like laughy, jokey kind of take. Yeah. And then he wanted like a sinister, serious, you know, final cut-esque kind of take. And right. I don't know if he wanted to see range, whatever, mm-hmm. but he did that. And then he said to me, uh, after the third one, he just said, you know, he was very kind, said, you know, excellent, great. And they said, um, I just want to see more. I want to see more. And the casting director, Stephanie Gorham, she said to him, well, that's what the movie's for. And he went, yep. And so I, I said, when I walked over, I said, that's just cruel if you don't give it to me at this point. Luckily, that went through. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, no, I, I remember I got, when I got the call from that one, uh, I, I was about to head to my fifth period class, my last class for the day of school. Yeah. And I was supposed to have this super big project due. And I walked up to my teacher, and I was just grinning ear to ear. And I said, Mr. T, I, said, I just I just put this part in this film. And he goes, really? He said, yeah. I said, it's Stephen. I said, Stephen King's it. And he goes, oh. And I said, I don't think I can focus on work today. Like, I, I don't think I can do it. He's like, yeah. He's like, it's okay. Go. He said to me, go celebrate. Go play computer games. So he let me go play <laughs> computer games in the back of the class. <laughs> I was just too excited. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I good. had to come in and clash it and, and, and lunch the next week a couple times. That's okay. Oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. So yeah, my but, but to answer your question, sure, because I forgot to come back to it. It just um, it, I got lucky with the, with the filming location, whatever. Um, I just fit the role. My agent just got me the audition, and then luck happened after that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wicked. That's awesome. Actually, I just, the only questions that come to mind are like, do you have other, and is there like a funny story of like, uh, you know, working with any any particular person, uh, any quirks uh, that you can dish on? You know what? <laughs> it, it's weird. On set, we really only got to, we didn't get to interact with the kids too much because they wanted the kids in their own thing, the bullies in their own thing. Sure. Right. But, Interesting. Uh, 
they had us do the, but they, they, we were all, like, they had us in hotel rooms and everything, but we didn't really yeah. do, the bullies had their own bonding thing before, the loser, had, they, we did it all very right. stuff. Yeah. Andy and the acting coach, Ben Perkins, uh, who is phenomenal, by the way, mm-hmm. he was Tom Holland's acting coach and like, oh God, what's the movie with Ian McGregor, the, the tsunami one. Oh, I can't I remember, but, he, yes. but he, it was phenomenal. He's, mm-hmm. he, ben is amazing. But they did these whole kinds of workshops with the kids. They built these growing things and they, you know, had with us. But they had us do post why well, burp in Eddie's face. They had us do that <laughs> third trip yeah. for yeah. and Jaden, who plays Stuttering Bill, the first time I met him, we couldn't do it because just and this hasn't happened to him ever before uh-huh. or after. But he just got hit with this crazy nosebleed. Like oh, in his, wow. he, ended up, he it just, it just, he couldn't get over it for like 20 minutes. So wow. we, um, so that's, that's where like really, cause most of the funny stories with the kids was kind of hanging out in the hotel rooms and stuff. Like there wasn't, oh, really, sure. and there wasn't really, they're just, they, I don't know. They with the whole filming. I think we all took it and it was really, it was weird. It was, it's, it's unlike a really filming experience I had before where I think we all knew that we were working on something special in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. all took it, you know, there wasn't really a whole ton of, uh, the, cause the thing is the scenes that we did, there wasn't a whole ton of lighthearted stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so right. there wasn't too much of an opportunity to have too many crazy things. Yeah. Uh, pretty heavy stuff. One time in the rock war, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, I hope Jaden, uh, <laughs> doesn't feel bad for me telling this, but, uh, we were at one, he ran out of the big rocks. So he just started like miming, throwing water, right? Like picking right. whatever. <laughs> and this one time, cause Jaden is, if you guys, he's phenomenal and he gets very invested, like very, he's into it and takes mm-hmm. it very seriously. And I think just the emotion took over him oh. and he picked up a little like pebble thing uh-huh. and he got, and unfortunately it just pegged the neck right in like the gut. <laughs> and he, he went, down like oh. like like a sack of bread just boom <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to go cut because just Jaden looked so sad he felt so bad oh <laughs> no so yeah but yeah Man, that's, that's some that's serious awesome rock wars <laughs> <laughs> it was a rock war it, it was, was a rock, rock war. war and created again the most glorious meme I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah, actually that was funny because we were doing that and I wasn't really, I didn't really know what he wanted. Like when we were doing that reshoot, it was just yeah. me throwing rocks and yelling at the camera. That was it. Yeah. And then he said to me, okay, Jake, we're filming this in slow-mo, <laughs> but I want you to say the line I said yeah. in slow-mo. So I was right. like that. Yeah. Also filming in and then, oh my God, slow-mo. that's beautiful. So that's how you got that effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. I love that. Again, mm-hmm. but that was my fav- one of my favorite parts from that movie was just watching. And not again, not just because it was you and I know you, you know, first, but it was like, just that, Whoa! I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. This is so <laughs> and I just watched I, I didn't know. I didn't know that was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I didn't know that was that was in the film when I watched it the first time. So that was a, that was an unexpected surprise. Gotcha. <laughs> Man, this is gonna be so sweet when we we watch these scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think, uh, gentlemen, we're gonna wrap it up here. So, Jake, my friend, it was wonderful to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, it's cool hearing all these awesome tidbits and, you know, getting to pick your brain a little bit about this wonderful, phenomenal movie that uh, you, you got to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for having me on. It's kind of fun. Oh, 
Our uh-huh. pleasure, man. It's our pleasure. So on behalf of Steve, Hawk, Eric, and myself, Jake, we'd love to thank you for coming along. Is there anything you want to promote, your social media, any potential projects you may or may not be able to talk about coming up? Who knows? I, I just like to pick your brain. What do you got? Yeah. Um, well, if you want to, I guess, follow me on any kind of... I, I only really do Instagram, Instagram and, uh, and Twitter, but my Instagram is just my name with a one at the end. Just Jake Sim one. My Twitter is the real Jake Sim. Oh, no. The Jake Sim, not the real, just the Jake Sim. Uh, it's mostly stupidity and nothing serious. So if you're looking for um, insight intellectual, don't bother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a little different than um, uh, the Stephen King stuff. Uh, if you are any interest coming up, I can't talk about it right now, but I got a couple comedy stuff coming up that I'm really, really excited about. Brilliant. So uh, hopefully the horror fans are into comedy too. for sure for sure nice nice. Mm -hmm. awesome that's awesome and on that note listeners we're going to put that out there favorite moments from it chapter one and two favorite stephen king moments favorite stephen king films hit us up on our social media which will show up in the crawl after this and other than that once again we'd like to thank you all for listening in and we will say bye-bye bye-bye well that's it for us this week on geeks with kids if you want to get a hold of us you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca and don't forget to like us on facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids follow us on twitter at geekswithkidstn check out our pics on instagram at geekswithkids and you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca so if you like what you hear why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment this podcast can be found on itunes spotify google play stitcher youtube and your favorite podcasting app Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.